Bodies Taboo Terrace presents Shock Talk with Jesse Seitz. another episode of Shock Talk. As I sit in my cold, dark dungeon, I'm joined by filmmaker and special effects artist Jesse Seitz. On Shock Talk, my guests and I normally talk about their favorite extreme horror films, and originally Jesse and I were going to discuss Lucifer Valentine's Vomit Gore trilogy. However, due to an increasing amount of internet conversations happening right now about Valentine, I thought it was important to tackle this conversation now. There have been allegations for years about Valentine being a groomer and abuser of women and a very dangerous man and film Maker. Thus far, he is one of the most talked about, negatively, and controversial person I have come across on my journey through extreme horror. I wanted to bring Jessie on as I think she has a unique perspective on this, along with myself having a deep respect for her and her work. I did an interview last year with Jessie, and she also did a guest spot on our Satanism episode last October. Before we start, I want to say that this is absolutely in no way a defense of Lucifer Valentine, the person, or the persona, I guess we'll say, yet an honest, open, and personal conversation about this intensely debated man. So Jesse, I'll give you the floor for a period of time and you can introduce yourself and why you are the person to bring into this discussion to talk about Lucifer Valentine. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. As Kelly mentioned, um, I am a filmmaker and special effects artist. Most recently, I co-directed a film with Marcus Cook that was a documentary titled Beyond Horror. And in that, we really tried to do a deep dive primer, (laughs) we'll say, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's definitely more that can be said about the genre. But uh, we did a deep dive into the filmmakers of extreme cinema. And one of them that we interviewed was Lucifer Valentine. And we really didn't feel like we could have the documentary without reaching out to him just because he is very notorious in certain circles. And um, Marcus had already had a working relationship with him because he had done special effects on one of his film sets. So he's literally worked with him. Yeah. So we, we already knew him and had this, like a good trusting rapport with him. But even with that, we had to sign non-disclosure agreements because obviously And actually knowing him, like we kind of know the other side in his like real life, you know, and that can't be like exposed for a lot of reasons. But, you know, we did have like that contact and he agreed to do the documentary for us. So within that, you know, I kind of like know the deal (laughs) with him, like largely. Yep. Um, And so I thought it was like important to contribute to that discussion. And again, um, echoing what Kelly did, obviously this is in no way like making excuses. Like if it definitively came out that he was actually like an abuser, you know, and that I knew that like for act or anything like terrible about him, like I wouldn't support him, (laughs) you know, and I'm not going to like defend somebody who does that, but I can speak to what I actually like know. And I feel like that that kind of might shed some light on like what's going on with this like whole situation. <laughs> yes, exactly why I wanted to bring you here and you're and folks listening. There was just briefly I'll say what really sparked this two weeks ago is somebody tagged me in a Twitter thread, a very inflammatory Twitter thread about Lucifer Valentine. And so I read it 
And, you know, the internet is not a place to have critical, honest, open conversations. It is a very reactive place. That's where people impulsively, especially Twitter, impulsively react to things and they post about things all about emotions and doing things instantaneously, right? And I also reacted and did some things and said some things. So, which I'll get into later, but the person that I immediately went to and I'm in like, can you look at this? Can you help me just understand what's going on here? Because I am overwhelmed. I'm deeply upset by this and like what I need. I just need help. (laughs) So that's kind of where, yes. And thank you again for coming on because I just really respected your opinion as somebody that I knew knows him, has worked with him and just has that insider perspective that I think everybody and so many people on the internet do not have. They see one thing, they instantly react and we're like, oh no, well, fuck this guy. And it's just life in general is more nuanced than that. And I feel like this situation and this person is even more complicated and nuanced than that. So I'll leave it at that and move into my experience. So I joined a couple of like Facebook groups about extreme horror cinema and whatever when I started doing Taboo Terrors two years ago. So I have seen his films mentioned, his name is brought up. In those groups, it's more of like, well, this is so crazy. Have you, can you watch this? And I was like, oh, it's vomit, whatever, you know? So like the, the name was there. Then I watched your documentary and I was instantly intrigued. I was like, this is a very transgressive artist and I'm very interested in watching his movies finally and seeing like what this is all about. So I finally sat down with Slaughtered Vomit Dolls maybe six months ago. Like this is, so this is all very recent for me and I loved it. And I even, I, and I also messaged Jesse and I was like, oh my God, I just watched this. Cause again, who would I, who else I feel like would I be able to talk about like a much more obscure filmmaker? Cause something like if I watch trauma or a Serbian film, I've got a handful of people I could go to for that. Cause they're even, they're more, I guess, quote, mainstream extreme films. Oh Lord. Anyways, but I was like, this is haunting. I'm so intrigued. Now I have to watch everything. I need to know everything. And in one of these groups, I had posted that I was going to watch it. And I was like, you know what? This was haunting. I'm so glad that I finally watched it. And then Lucifer Valentine actually reached out to me. And we've had conversations, very basic conversations, because I know the drill. I know the drill. I'm not going to be asking him tons of his personal questions because I get it. And I absolutely respect that. And even have said that to him. Like the odd time I would like ask him a question. I was like, if that's too personal, like just don't answer it. It's fine. But you know, a little bit back and forth talking about coffee and beer, send me a picture of a beer he's drinking. Like it's just like fun, light things. The odd thing, like if I'd asked him about, I was like, I'm going to watch this film. And he's like, you know what? You really should watch the special features. Like he'll answer questions if I have questions about films. Like, um, So recently there was like a big sale over at Black Lava who distributes his films. So I bought a couple of his films. I bought a fucking t-shirt, right? And I was really excited and I started championing his work. And even recently, uh, Jess and I for our anniversary went on to Hellbent for Horror Podcast, which is a pretty well-known podcast. And here I was championing his work because I adore it. I'm, I'm kind I was like kind of obsessed with this. I need to watch more. I'm so intrigued by this. Like I get and respect this whole persona situation and him being very private. And I know that there's been years of death threats 
encouraging him to commit suicide, really awful stuff. So I was like getting like a little bit of a glimpse of this. And then this Twitter thread like two weeks ago, and I'm pissed because I just spent all this money on a filmmaker, a male filmmaker. And like, what was it? Four months ago. And I'm still, I'm still recovering by learning that Joss Whedon is a pile of shit. And unfortunately, scumbags don't just come out and tell you you're scumbags. And here I've been also having conversations with Lucifer Valentine, who may or may not be this actual really terrible fucking person. And I'm just like, I am floored right now. My brain hurts. I feel sick. Like this is fucked up. And then I was like reposting it on Twitter. Like I am absolutely guilty of reacting. My impulse and my immediate reaction is just like, well, fuck this and fuck that guy. And I'm so mad. Why do women have to go and do deep research on a filmmaker before we can actually like enjoy their work? Do we have to make sure that men aren't scumbags before we can champion their work? I'm pissed. I'm still very upset about a lot of things, but, and then I even went to him and I was like, what is this all about? You know, and of course, a scumbag isn't going to admit that they're a scumbag, you know? So he's just like, I don't know who this person is. People have said stuff like this for years. And like, he's like, I don't talk to women that are below the age of 18, 19. And I was like, okay, okay. So, and then talking to Jesse, you know, I kind of came down I grounded myself a little bit, but I was like, there's something here that bothers me and I need to talk about it, which is why we're here today to parse through the information, get down to it. I know there's not going to be, there's not gonna be a resolution to this. I don't think there ever will be until like you said, Jesse, there's like, I don't know. I don't even want to say like concrete proof, but like something tangible instead of like this friend, friend of a friend of a friend, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm just need to talk about it because I feel like a fucking idiot a little honestly because here I am bought spent all this fucking money and like literally championing wherever I fucking can go about this really intriguing extreme artist that I'm like just really interested in and I just feel like an idiot so here we are to talk about it it does uh, just as a like little side note before I get into where I believe the current origins of the um lack of a better term witch hunt are coming from yeah it, it does really suck when you find out that someone that you really liked their work is like trash definitively. I <laughs> recently, recently, like I've gone through this with like Marilyn Manson. Um, yes. I mean, and you could not find like a bigger <sighs> Manson fan than me. I have like a fucking tattoo of his on my hand, like literally oh. on my hand. <laughs> yeah. And it, it went deep. It meant a lot to me on a lot of different levels. Like it was kind of like beyond music because I was yep. at like an appropriate age when he first came on the scene where I really felt like seen by what he was mm-hmm. doing. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he meant a lot on a lot of levels. Yeah. You know, that shit just started coming out and the women who I actually knew were part mm-hmm. of the women coming forward. So in my mind, I knew that it wasn't bullshit because like I know yeah. these women in real life, it sucks. And I actually like, it seems like melodramatic to like outsiders who aren't fans of the work, you know, but it does suck to like invest a lot of time in someone and then to find out about it. It, And, and that's just like art, I guess, you know, and because at the end of the day, you don't really know the person behind these things, you know, so you can't be too hard on yourself when you're just operating under what you know because you don't know everything instantly sometimes it literally takes like years for some of this like shit to come out you know yeah Uh, Yeah. a lot of people don't come forward and say things initially for a lot of 
reasons, you know, and even on a small microscopic like level, they don't come forward for a while. And so you just have to be patient with yourself and patient with people who are like victims and know that like it does, it happens. And it's all there is like to it, you know? Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But, um, so in regards to Lucifer Valentine, a sort of a timeline events that I've observed mm-hmm. and where I think that a lot of this is currently coming from. So the timeline goes, it's been over a decade now, which yeah. as a note, I don't think that a lot of people who are first sort of discovering him realize how old some of these films are. Yeah. Um, yeah. This isn't something that was like you're created like last year. You know, yeah. this has been around for a while yeah. and it is very underground. So it's not like yes. this was ever on Netflix, you know, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, when you're just finding it, you have to keep in mind that a lot of the things that like you might be being appalled by happened like over a decade ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time frame of over a decade ago, a couple filmmakers, I'm not going to mention their names, but it's easy mm-hmm. enough to figure out who they are, participated in one of his movies. And um, they went under pseudonyms, but I mean, their faces are clearly shown and you know that it's them. Now, probably going on about two years ago now, they came under fire than Lucifer Valentine film. And again, I'm not here to speak to that. I think it's easy enough to sort of research what they're accused of and then draw your own conclusions. But let's say they did not gain a lot of fans with these accusations. And so there was a small but mighty group that really took it upon themselves to expose these filmmakers. And in their journey of doing that, they discovered that they had been involved with a Lucifer Valentine film. And they really, this group of people who was very dedicated (laughs) to this, Mm -hmm. like exposing these filmmakers, they really thought that they had discovered something. Oh, they used pseudonyms. So they were trying to like cover it up and Mm -hmm. filmmakers like work and like, look at that. And really they never tried to cover it up. They just used difference. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I said, you Mm -hmm. can clearly see who it is. Yep. So But with that, they started really concocting a lot of wild stories about Lucifer Valentine's films to add weight to what they were saying about these filmmakers. And a lot of it, I'm going to be very frank, was bullshit. And I can tell you it's bullshit because they will try to point out specific scenes and they're not even getting the props right. Particular scene where a black woman appears to be like in distress and they would cite that a lot, but Mm -hmm. they're not even getting the details right, which tells me they haven't actually even watched it. Yeah. But hear this, right? And they're in here and they're saying all of this stuff. And so of course people are going to take that and run with it because it, it sounds very appalling and very yes. disturbing. Yes. And even if you just go back and try to watch those clips without context, yeah. it's very disturbing. But the thing with it is that that actress was a professional. She was a sex worker at the time that she did that stuff who specialized in the scenes that you're seeing. So she really knew how to sell something. Mm -hmm. And there's footage that's available on the Lucifer Valentine DVDs where it shows her right before they shoot those scenes and she's laughing and she's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she can turn it on when the camera turns on. And she was just very good at her job. Because I was concerned about the well-being of this woman and other women who were like in it, I did my own research, went through my own private channels to independently check on the women that I could. Did I find all of them? No. Some of them don't want to be found. Some of them have passed. Um, Like Amara LeVay is dead. You can't go back 
back and talk to her. She really did die. But with this particular, the Black woman in question, especially, she is one of them that I was able to send out a little, you know, are you okay? And she's fine, but she also doesn't want to be found. She's no longer in sex work and Mm -hmm. she just, she doesn't want that anymore. She doesn't want people bringing it up to her anymore. Um, Her Mm -hmm. life is completely different now. And so I had kind of made like a public statement where I was like, okay guys, like I appreciate like the concern, but you have to make sure that you're not pushing to the point where these women get doxxed, meaning their real identities get exposed and they're outed because a lot of these people don't live this life anymore. And for their own safety, they need to be left alone. And that's not the answer people want to hear. They want to see the woman as proof. They want to, you know, like know this. And I get that, but it's also very dangerous for these women to be known. I mean, like the stalker shit is real, even on small levels that you wouldn't think matter. Like Mm -hmm. Marcus and I have both dealt with stalkers and I don't even think we're on any level, like a name, you know what I mean? Right. And that's just on like a microcosm like level. And if you were somebody who participated in some pretty like rough shit, you don't want somebody with like this warped mind, like looking you up. That's really fucking dangerous and um and there's plenty of examples of where that's gone too far even like with um adrian king from friday the 13th i mean mm-hmm. she she literally quit mm-hmm. acting because an obsessed fan like tried to kill her you know <laughs> so yeah, so absolutely. it does it, it does happen and so at the end of the day like my main concern with this is protecting these women you know Mm -hmm. and and respecting their wishes to not like come forward but regardless like this is where this current witch hunt started as an attempt to expose these filmmakers that participated in lucifer valentine film right it doesn't help (laughs) that lucifer valentine himself Mm -hmm. has built one heck of a persona he like really like long conned thing i mean there's a lot of like amazing misdirect i see on forums sometimes that people think it's this one porn director that's not who lucifer valentine is. he is like purposely put out and crafted this whole fucked yeah. up persona it's an extension of the art it, it's it's not too dissimilar to what andy kaufman used to do in comedy you know only it's like this very fucked up version of that yeah yeah but like you know people will be like he groomed his sister he doesn't have a sister in real life cinderella isn't a real person that that's not something that actually like happened and you You know know this because you know him and you've had these conversations right yes yeah so it's just like you know you don't want to like burst this bubble but shit is a character and a lot of times a character within a character and it's just meant to go along with the art pieces he does yeah because in real life the things that he does are like so far from yeah content that that you see you know and a lot of extreme filmmakers have persona you know right now we have like jonathan doe who just came out with barf bunny sam hell you know i mean right these are not their real names no no (laughs) and 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 they they're not in as deep with their persona as lucifer valentine but it's just an example of a lot of these filmmakers do this to separate for many reasons because a lot of them like the day jobs wouldn't support the kind of absolutely you know and also they don't want the crazy fans showing up to their doorstep either because it does attract some unstable people unfortunately that i could (laughs) yeah absolutely see that so the incestuous relationship with his sister not real not real satanism aspect Uh, not in the way people i think think (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, I thought it was kind of loose in the in the movies, the whole aspect of Satanism, as we've all talked about Satanism before. Yeah. Obviously not the real name. So I spent today watching all of the special features on my newly purchased Slaughtered Vomit Dolls DVD, which I cracked open, took off the plastic today. And again, yes, I find this this development of this persona that is very deep because like, I guess even in interviews, this is the persona that he uses. So like all the time, like whenever he's interviewed or he's talking about these films under this umbrella, he is this persona. So that can make it very confusing for people that are reading them. Because if I just type in Lucifer Valentine, like I know it's not going to be his name if I'm just like a random person, but there are lots of interviews. You easily can go and find them. And if you just read them, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? But if you don't know, like how is one supposed to know that this is a persona? You know what I mean? It's not like he's like, I use a persona. It's knowing him or knowing people that know him, or at least for whatever reason, actually know this is a persona, but that's, that's very, it's very confusing. It's very misleading. But again, the internet, you could just read these interviews or somebody shares it or just screenshots a portion of it. And they're like, wow, he had an incestuous relationship with his, with his sister. Look at this. He groomed his sister. And you're like, wow. I also didn't realize that the sister thing was fake. Like there's so many things that I'm still learning because if you read a bunch of interviews, he's very consistent, right? He doesn't ever break from it. So again, I'm slightly impressed, but also it's just like, it's hard to get, again, get to know who this person actually is, but you're also not supposed to get to know who this person is. So it's hard. (laughs) It's such a weird place to be in, but I think, and it's unfortunate in this regard is that because he creates this kind of extreme, like disturbing, transgressive work, it makes them so easy to scapegoat and for people to believe. And I literally was reading it today. People be like, well, look at the films he makes. Of course he's going to be scumbag. And I was like, well, that's rude. Like, you're just like, that upsets me a lot, actually, because you're just assuming that because he partakes in this, even if he didn't enjoy vomit and have emetophilia, and maybe that part's real, who knows? Does that even matter? That is a fetish that somebody probably has, and it's not for you to judge them. But judging who he is as a human being based on his art, like, we can't do that. I find that also very upsetting and disturbing. They're like, well, look at the art that he creates. Of course he's disgusting. Of course he's scum. Of course he's trash. I was like, wow, that's like, how do you feel about that as somebody who creates, you know, more extreme (laughs) forms of art? Yeah, I think that it's a low blow, you know, Um, ultimately, like at the end of the day, and you and I were having this conversation earlier, I think that these artists are like very open about what their art is about. Yeah. And if it's something you don't want to watch, I really don't have sympathy for people who deliberately seek out shit that they know is going to upset them at a core level. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and everyone has different triggers, you know? Yeah. For example, I don't fuck with the John Wick movies because of the dog thing, you know? That's something yes. that really upsets <laughs> me. And I'll just cry yeah, and yeah. be mad and like, you know, yeah. I can't I can't do it. But I'm not gonna sit there and be like, fuck Keanu Reeves and fuck these filmmakers who may no, it's just something that I don't want to fucking watch, so I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I don't understand these people who watch it and then go after these filmmakers and it's not just like Lucifer Valentine I mean recently there was this incident with like James Bell and someone watched Dog Dick which you have to go out of your way 
to find that movie. I don't even know who this person is or this movie, but yes, <laughs> yeah. please continue. I mean, we're talking like underground, underground yeah. stuff, you know? And they just made this whole like just shitty like campaign against like James Bell. And he's like, little dealing with like the fallout from that and people like threatening him and his fucking family and his children and like because this person's like I need like therapy after watching this and I'm like but you knew you knew going in yeah that this was at the very least not a Disney movie (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) and at any point you could have like fucking turned it off Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and just gone and watched something else Else. and so people have a right to like create their art and people have a right not to watch it but it's when yeah so yeah this is like it's a very disturbing trend when people are like well you made something fucked up ergo you are fucked Fucked up up. (laughs) yeah that's not really how it goes because there are (laughs) fucked up filmmakers that do gross things to young women but make very beautiful academy award-winning movies yeah right so no, how about it, we stop the judging? Right. Like Victor <laughs> Salva's movies by yep. Harrison are not fucked up, you know, but yep. he's pretty fucked up. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Ab- exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go after him, you know, yep. but going after these people who are like family men, like half the time they're like, <sighs> yeah, you know, when you meet them, they're like the most like normal people, you know, like Fred Vogel, you know, Oh my like, God. What a sweetheart. He's such a sweetheart. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's made some disturbing shit. Oh, he participated in disturbing shit. He is the lead actor in the August Underground series. <laughs> yeah. You like meet him and you're like, oh my God, you're like the nicest Ugh. human in the world. <laughs> like I haven't met him, but I can just tell through his interviews and everything in your documentary Beyond Horror. And I'm like, wow, I don't want to say that I was like shocked that he was so sweet and articulate. But, you know, there, I guess there is that stereotype. I fell into that a little bit, but it's, it's nice. Not, and, but I know that there are some filmmakers that are kind of scummy that make these kind of movies, but let's not assume that they are. But then there's that whole persona that, again, for Lucifer Valentine, that makes it hard. So that's why I find this such an interesting, nuanced thing that I'm kind of just like, I can't stop thinking about because I need to know more. I need to get to this information because... I do enjoy his blending of reality with fantasy, which is these movies. Cause I remember watching, I also bought black metal veins and watched it. I was like, again, I'm, this is haunting. And I know that there's so much of this that is real, but then there's stuff that happens in it that is acted. And there's like a rape scene in it. And I'm just like, did this really happen? Like, is this real? Did they, why didn't he stop it? And again, I, messaged loser valentine i was like hey so i watched black metal veins and did nobody step into the sexual assault he's like that that was not real that part is not real and i was like well thank god but like i asked but again that blending makes it hard and if you don't ask and you just react then you're just inflaming this war that seems to be against against this filmmaker that may be a hundred percent undeserved and you know it's it's hard but you ask ask around ask questions think critically don't just react and go on twitter and be like well this motherfucker did this and i can't believe it look they just watched while this rape happened like that's not actually what happened and i remember him stressing the importance 
of one buying his work, which makes sense, but also like watching the special features. He's like, have you watched the special features yet? The behind the scenes stuff. I was like, no, I haven't done that yet, but it's incredible. And I spent my day doing this today, but people sign all these contracts. They're consenting to do all of this stuff. Their portion of this is performance and they're actors. And yes, they're actors that make shit look real. That's the whole point of acting. And, you know, again, unless you're buying it and watching these special features, it makes it hard to know the background of this because you can't really just do a quick Google search to find out, oh, let's watch the behind the scenes on YouTube that I just did watch documentary on Summer Party Massacre. Like you can't do that. And it was very eye-opening watching these people be like, yep, I'm consenting to this. And he'll say like, okay, in this scene, this is what we're doing. They're like, yep, I agree. And the Slaughtered Vomit Dolls one, you know, the women were, this was great. I had a great time shooting this scene. I'm okay. They have safe words and they consent to this. And watching him interact with Amira LeVay was actually very kind of endearing to watch. They really seemed to have a really good rapport that was based on mutual respect. And I loved seeing that. But again, unless you're buying this work, you're not not really going to get that. What, do you have any comments on that at all? Yeah, it's incredibly effective performance art, yeah. you know, and I, I'll go there with it. I, I haven't quite seen, because I'm pretty obsessed with like multi-layered performance art, like yeah. regardless of like the genre, like it's really cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very intriguing. Yeah. But I don't think there has quite been one as successfully pulled off with Lucifer Valentine since JT Leroy, which uh, with just like a little history on that, uh, mm-hmm. JT Leroy was this author in the 90s mm-hmm. and um he wrote this book the heart is deceitful above all things and it, it's a very like disturbing book it was supposed to be his autobiography you know about living on the fringes of america like in the 80s like with a prostitute mother you know and i mean and it's very gripping and all through the 90s jt Leroy would like appear at events and wrote columns for like major publications and it was just sort of underground queer author. Mm-hmm. And then uh, A.C. Argento got the rights to make The Heart is Deceitful above all things. And so she, she made that film. And as the film is getting finished up, it comes out that J.T. Leroy is not a real person. And that the book is fake. That that human that's been playing J.T. Leroy is actually a woman <laughs> that's just been dressed as a man. And they basically fooled everybody for like a decade, like a day. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like this sort of kind of like amazing thing. And people were just like, what the fuck? And of course, like very hurt and like upset by it. Cause like they were very into this like story. Yeah. And this yeah. But it was, it was a performance art piece. Right. And I, I just really think that Lucifer Valentine is like pulling his own version of that you know, right. like where he's just concocted like this, this whole ass like thing. I mean, and he thought about enough to where there's not even like actual pictures of him on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I've looked, I was like, yeah. who is this fucking person? Oh, yeah. no, like only a select handful of people in reality actually know. And again, I find that very intriguing after seeing his work and all of this stuff that's happening and that people think and, and, and feel 
I understand why it's as necessary as it is now. Um, I can't imagine like when he first put out Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. Um, and he also hasn't, as far as I know, I think the last thing he did was A Perfect Child of Satan. And that was a number of years ago. So he hasn't done anything recently, recently. And like, I wonder, is it because of all this backlash? Is there something else? Like, again, we don't know him. Like, what is he doing? Like, is he concocting something else? Or is he just riding this wave of, well, people thinking is he's an absolute monster? You know, I don't, I don't know. And there's like, because there's so many secondhand accounts and I'm going to put, again, if it hasn't been stated clearly enough, I'm not saying I don't believe people per se. I'm not saying I don't believe women that are saying these things. I'm just questioning because mm-hmm. of all the things that we've talked about, it's just, there's so many layers and I don't really know who to believe. I don't want to instantly, which unfortunately I did. I was like, Hey, do you take refunds? Because what the fuck Lucifer Valentine? Like, I don't yeah. want this shit. I am fine with so many aspects of what this work is. I just don't want anybody getting hurt. Yeah. Of course I don't want anybody getting hurt. And when I hear about him fisting, this was a a rumor that I read this morning, fisting some woman, but she couldn't say her safe word because she was all gagged and bound and he like tore her vagina. I was like, what the fuck, right? And this isn't coming from the woman with a torn vagina. It's coming from a friend of a friend of a friend. And I heard this and this and this and that and screenshots from a fucking decade ago and Reddit and Reddit this and Reddit that. I'm just like, I don't, what the fuck? Because if he is this person, no, I will burn everything I just bought. But if he's not, I have a lot of sympathy for what's going on here. So I just like, I just don't, I still don't know where I stand on this. You know, the, yes, the allegations of like, yes, abusing women, being manipulative, grooming young women, talking to young women. I had to look up what grooming was today because I didn't even really understand. But like, you know, he claims not to talk to women that are underage. He even says in, like he said to me, and I've read other things. He's like, if somebody shows interest and she is a woman, I find out what her age is. Because if she's of age, let's talk about the films. If you are not, we are not talking about it, which is very respectful. And like he says on all the special features, again, the, of his, his movies, that is very respectful. So if that is true, great. I That's amazing. But if it is not true, that is terrible. You know, of him liking little girls. I saw that rumor, but you know, he said to a friend of a friend of a friend... That he likes little girls. It's like, again, there's so much there that has like such an ick factor that is, it's disturbing. And so many people are so confident in all of this that it's absolutely true. And it's, and I think that's also, cause I can get past the, well, fuck that guy. And all oh, my friend said this too. And yeah, they can confirm. And like, okay, I can get past a lot of that. People just kind of like jumping on the bandwagon here and mm-hmm. jumping onto these Twitter threads to be like, yeah, no, yeah, no, this is absolutely correct. You know, some people are very convincing and that's, I think, where I'm just, I like, I waffle and I waver and because if it's true, even if an ounce of any of this is true, that is terrible and I cannot support or champion. And again, then I feel like, again, like an idiot, but if none of this is true and I don't know if we'll ever find out really if any of this is true. So it's just, it's, it's this weird, weird place that I think certain people are in. I know that I'm in. Because you have met him, you know what he looks like, you know who he is. Like, is there anything else that you can say that, like, based on the fact that you interviewed him, you, like, met him, you know him, Marcus has worked with him, like, would any of this, I was gonna say, seem accurate, but, like, again, scumbags are gonna tell you they're a scumbag. 
right? right. Just because you had a good experience doesn't mean he hasn't abused a bunch of people. You know what exactly. I mean? So like, what do you think of that? To me, every impression that I ever get from my interactions with him, he seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, like he seems weird and he seems like, I don't know. To me, there was almost like this like strange, uh, I know this is going to sound like a weird way to describe him, but almost like a strange innocence almost to like him in that he really is like a pretty hardcore fetishist, you know? So he's, Mm -hmm. he's into the things that he's shooting, you know, (laughs) but lots of people are, (laughs) you know, I mean, dominatrixes perform a lot of those like services privately to like, you know, America's most top lawyers. And it gets weird and it gets like, you know, things that are definitely not normal, even in like what we consider to be S and M it's like, you yeah. know, there's, there's the 50 shades of gray types, you know, and then there's like straight up, like, mm-hmm. I want people to shit in my mouth, or I want to yep. observe people shitting in each other's mouth. Yep. And that, that exists. Like, you know, Lucifer yeah. Valentine didn't create that, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a yeah. thing that's out there, like in the world. So he's someone who's very like intrigued in this stuff and like wants to explore it because I think he really is very interested in the raw emotions that come yeah. through with the yeah. disturbing art. Yeah. And he's just trying to like recreate that in his own way with consensual adults who are also interested in exploring it. That's really the only impression that I've gotten. You know, I think yeah. that sometimes he leans in heavy to his persona so he can definitely come off creepy because he's still playing into the persona and the persona is creepy you know yeah Um, so I think that sometimes you really have to like talk to him talk to him to kind of like get the creep factor taken out you know like if that like makes sense you know because like at this point it's like an ingrained mask that he's gonna put on because you know at the end of the day it sells his work (laughs) absolutely (laughs) hey I bought into it sales you know and so of course he's going to really like lean into that but he didn't seem any more or less like different than like several other people that I've met, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah and and yeah. that's just my personal like opinion of him. And like I said, if it ever definitively came out that he was actually like abusing people, yeah, fuck that guy. Because at the end of the day, you know, my relationship with him has strictly been about like it's work related and it's like documenting his work which as a documentarian you document all kinds of people the people who interviewed ted bundy don't like agree with what ted bundy did (laughs) you know they're just like they're document and so yeah i mean like if it ever did definitively come out but like i mean i don't know i just don't think that that there's really like anything there i and i've looked into it like pretty hard like looked into it yeah and it just it just seems like this is just some like weird shit <laughs> right. like at the end of the day you know right. with someone who in a day and age where it's so easy to figure out who people are this person has taken painstaking measures to cover his tracks <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and I think that that like grows like a lot of people and but I would encourage anyone who's listening to this it's not that I don't think people should ask questions because absolutely fucking ask those questions ask listen but just be aware of what you're doing and just like you shouldn't fully believe until you've asked you also shouldn't fully assume until you ask and know that if you keep 
poking like certain things, you're going to expose people who don't want to be exposed and don't deserve yeah. to be actually like ruining the lives of the people you think that you're saving. And yeah. I really wish some people would just like fucking chill, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. And, and just be like, where am I this knowledge from? Yeah. Could the person who is saying that they were an actor, could that person also be playing a persona? You know, I entertain like that idea, you know, because if the persona is deep, other people are going to like latch onto it and they're going to cultivate their own shit off of it. So it's like, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. You know, do you know who was talking to the person who you're getting your information from? And and like you said before, it becomes like this game of like fucking telephone. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I just think you have to be like really super like aware of that, like when dealing with this kind of thing. And and also know that if he was really, if he really, really was like a fucking serial killer or like rapist or something like that, that this man has been operating for like 20 years. And I'm sorry, but if you're really doing that in real life, would have probably been caught by now. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the end of the day, because he's involved a lot of people like in his work. I mean, yes, I guess technically he could still be pulling wool over people's eyes, but it's not likely uh, when you look at the grand of how long he's been going on. That's a great point. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just can't see people getting away with it for two decades that semi-openly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I'll bring it back to Joss Whedon because it's the only thing like, and like it was Joss Whedon, it was Marilyn Manson. We've had like so many just like reveals of men being gross. And I'm just like, I was so tired of it. I think it ended up, it hit it. This Twitter thread and all this shit kind of hit me at just like this wrong time where I was like, nope, and now I'm done. Like, I can't handle men anymore. And I'm like, why would it be a fucking walking cliche? Like, why would you even do that? And so I was just, I was mad and I just went over it. But, you know, there were hints for years about Joss Whedon maybe not being so great. And at first I'm just like, he's made some bad life choices, but I don't think that inherently makes somebody a bad person. And so I was aware and I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm like cautiously skeptical if that makes any sense. But like, I'm aware and I'm going to continue championing work until something a little bit more like tangible, something solid. And then it did. Right. Charisma Carpenter, just like, here's the solid proof. And then we have Michelle Trachtenberg, who is a teenager on set on Buffy, who's coming out and, and says, yeah, I stand with Charisma Carpenter. At one point, he was not allowed to be alone on the set with me. That's all I need to know about a man. If you cannot be alone on the set with a teenager, I'm out. This is it. I got chills right now. Like I was so, so once I get that kind of tangible proof and it's like, I I feel like for myself, I need that, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I'll be, I'll continue to be like cautiously aware and like optimistic that he's not a scumbag, but just keeping my ear to the ground. Like I have been for years with Joss Whedon and I still championed his work because I guess in the end too, like even though there may be some scandal and controversy with the artist, again, I still love Buffy, the vampire slayer and Joss yeah. There's other people that worked on this stuff. You know, the people involved in it is what really gave life to it, right? So the unfortunate death of Amira LeVay, like she's the one that like really sold slaughtered vomit dolls to me. Like she's the one that made it haunting. He put a bunch of that, he put it all together. Great. But there's more to this work than him. I do feel a lot better having this conversation with you 
Because I think, and I even said it to him, like, I was just like, if you can imagine where I'm coming from as a woman, shit, like hearing this is not like, I'm going to get my back up immediately because I am a woman used to this happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very, I'm just like, I'm just so disappointed. Like if this is real, like fucking hell, like I just, I, I can't handle any more of this, you know? But I was like, if you understand where I'm coming from, like as a woman, this is really hard. And I was like, I talked with Jesse, like I feel a bit better. And like, I'm sorry for like jumping out at you, which I did. And I felt a little bit bad, but you know, if you ask these questions to the right people, not everybody can talk with Lucifer Valentine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But sometimes, sometimes taking something at face value is good. Like sometimes maybe this is, maybe you can, it's okay to believe that like, if he says to you that I don't even know who this person is, people make up accounts to fuck me over all the time. How about you take his words sincerely and just take it at face value? And because sometimes people do the opposite, right? They'll take some random fucking Twitter thread at face value. And then that's it. They're like, well, this guy is trash. You're like, okay, but hold on a minute here, but nobody holds on a minute. They just react and that's it, you know? And sometimes it's fucking dramatic. And the last thing I guess I'll say is like one of these things that happened recently, again, I won't say names, but there was a YouTuber that had a video about Lucifer Valentine. And once he heard about this Twitter thread of all these allegations, all these things, he tried to remove the video from his channel and then kept posting into the world that Lucifer Valentine himself kept trying to re-upload the video. Kept, he's like, no, I'm trying to take away this video and he keeps trying to re-upload it. I'm like, frankly, now, because I'm putting it together right now. And I was like, I don't think this man is sitting at his fucking computer giving a shit that you've taken down a video about him. It was a positive video. It was like, it was a more positive one. He's not sitting around being like, I got to re-upload this. I need this. Yep, re-upload this, re-upload it. I don't think that matters. I don't think he gives a shit. But you have this prominent YouTuber talking on Twitter about this, being like, Lucifer Valentine's doing this. I remember messaging him being like, do you actually know that that is him doing it? He's like, well, it could be somebody else. But I'm like, yeah, but you're not saying that. <laughs> you're just slandering this name because right now it's popular to fucking do so. I don't think he gives a shit about your video being taken down. I know he knows that the video existed. I don't think he cares. But then he shows this fucking very dramatic photo, shared it on Twitter, where he's holding a hammer. He's like, I'm fearing for my life right now, guys. Oh, Seriously. Well, yeah. And I was like, okay, that is being very dramatic. I don't think anybody fucking cares that you took your video down. People are like hooraying him being like, good for you. Fuck Lucifer Valentine. And I was like, okay, this is like, this has gone to a place of absurdity now. Like, but that's what happens. That literally happened last week. And I was like, this is, you're laughing. I'm just, and also I'm just like, okay, folks, what the fuck? I don't give, I'm sure he's not like re-upload, upload, upload. I don't think he gives a shit. No, he doesn't. Like, I mean, I can like, I mean, I know I'm like speaking for him now, but I'm just like knowing what he does like actually like I'm, I'm like no he doesn't have time for that and he's definitely not coming for youtubers in the middle of the night nope I, i'll put it to you this way like and i'll i'll have like a real talk like there's there's only been having worked in this industry myself for 19 years yes there's been like a lot of like shitty like abusers or like whatever that i've like yeah. encountered that, you know that have done shitty things to people that uh, are domestic nature right um which is not okay obviously but yeah only twice only twice have i ever actually felt like "Mm, 
there's like something actually like off like really off like about this person and one time it did actually turn out to be correct and that that person is that filmmaker is dead now he hung himself after killing his wife and you know and it was like someone where they were making like they were just starting to make like extreme cinema you know like just making and stuff Um, but Marcus and I had interacted with him about potentially being an effects artist on one of his gigs yeah. And yeah. we were both like, there's something like really fucking off about this guy. Like it's yeah. not normal. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of like just backed away. And then like within a year, he killed his wife. And a few months later, like he hung himself, you know, right. Um, mm-hmm. That happened. The other person I don't want to say, um, I, I think I told you like privately, but like mm-hmm. there, there is someone who I've talked to before and I'm like, I think that this is actually like a serial killer. <laughs> and yeah. I think that yeah. they'll probably yeah. come out like within the decade <laughs> this person is actually and I know I laugh yeah. about it and it's horrible to like laugh about and I don't mean to but like it was like just, a shocking <laughs> laugh like fuck yeah it's yeah. like it's a laugh of like ha 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 I do think I just like actually yeah. talked to a fucking serious yeah um, and I say these things because it's very rare it's very rare but by and large these people are now are they sometimes disturbed yeah I mean you don't normally come from a perfectly happy home life wanting to create fucked up shit that's not normally something happened to you yeah. and you want to express yourself in this way I mean I've met a lot of these people and they're like they're good people they're on the level you know and yeah they just make weird shit that, that's yeah. all it is you know? yeah yeah again taking shit at face value like this is fucked up okay hey man you meet toby hooper r.i.p <laughs> and that is like a sweet soft-spoken man who created some pretty intense movies like the texas chainsaw massacre and they're like holy fuck yeah. like that is like mainstream but like, yeah, you meet these filmmakers and they're you know pretty normal. You meet a lot of black metalers and they're just Lord of the Rings nerds. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah. talk about personas and performance art and stuff. Like a lot of them are just big nerds. Okay. They're not as scary as they seem. I've met a good number of them and like bigger bands that again would seem very scary, but they're very normal, you know? And <laughs> So there's that. Um, I guess my an, another question of mine, because again, there's there's things. So people have I've read these rumors about Lucifer Valentine where they'll say, well, I've said something negative about Lucifer Valentine and his diehard fans have like come after them, whatever come after them means. So like, is there any kind of grounds or anything beyond like behind that? Like his diehard super fans, like if somebody's like, well, Lucifer Valentine's a scumbag, like, is there violence? Like, what are they saying? They're just like commenting and tweeting back to them that like, what, like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah i i'm not um in that area i'm actually not entirely too sure yeah um i do know that he carries like fans like people like us and that there are people who are a little unhinged who also yeah. gravitate towards his films yes i do know that definitively yeah but i don't know if anyone's right. actually ever physically come for somebody there might have been like a, an extreme heated conversation you right. know yeah like yeah a, that's a, believable a fan and, yeah. and a naysayer um but that kind of happens with any fandom i mean for fuck's sake you know you say that you don't like George Lucas and you'll have like you should 500. go kill yourself yeah, yeah absolutely go good point yourself. yeah <laughs> people say that people say that men say that to women because they fucking they say something that is against what they perceive as being the best you know yeah. so that's fair yeah no that yeah. makes sense 
I, I know my, I, I don't mean to like super like singular her out, but I know like my friend Shannon, for example, once gave a good review to the new Terminator film. So she just gave a good review. She liked right. it. So she wrote about it in a yeah. positive way as a reviewer is allowed to do. Yep. And people came after her in like the most terrible like way because yeah. they didn't agree. But instead of saying, I don't agree or just like, clicking on like they like bombarded her for like months for just saying yeah. that she liked the new term oh, so, yeah it happens yeah. everywhere this is not <laughs> like an isolated incident in this isolated genre it happens with any fandom you're going to get the unstable ones and you get um, mainly everybody's pretty normal and we just like like their work you know I know in your documentary Fred Vogel was talking about you know people will buy hammers and have him sign it like people like this stuff and it's, and it's okay. It doesn't make all of us else disturbed or whatever. Kind of went on a tangent there. Yeah, but no, um, but it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere it's with everywhere. every fandom. Again, these rumors, it's like, oh, well, Lucifer Valentine fans, like watch out. I'm like, okay, well, have you had a personal experience? Like I'm not, again, there's so much hearsay <laughs> that again, it's, which I think we're coming, we're kind of starting to wrap this up a little bit because it's, it's a lot of the same stuff and it's been a really good conversation. So would you say, because you kind of just said it, but I want to kind of like state it definitively. Are you a fan of Lucifer Valentine's work? Yeah, I am. You know, I, I do. I love transgressive cinema. I I feel like he really nails it. My yeah. personal favorite thing of his is A Perfect Child of Satan. Yeah. I, I would actually like to see more from him from that. That's a very raw, heartbreaking performance. And I, I do. I like his work. You know, I think he does a good job. And yeah. There's yeah. artifice and there's thought behind it, you know, even though it's like, oh, shot on consumer camera, he's still clearly thinking out like the shots and everything. And I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And um, yeah, it like it holds its place in the yeah. genre. Yeah. How Thank about you? you? Yes. <laughs> yes. And like for all of those reasons, right? Which is why I really wanted to have this conversation, which I think is important to have about creators just generally, but especially in this very niche world where it'd be really easy, quote, easy to believe such things about these filmmakers, which we talked about, but like, I'm really interested in that, but I haven't seen everything he's done, but I literally bought his work because I watched one movie and I was like, no, I, I am into all of this. I love the blending of reality with the fantasy, heartbreaking, haunting. Haunting is like this perfect description of the work that he does. And I am like, I'm fascinated with it. That's why as soon as I started watching and learning, I'm championing it everywhere. Cause I was like, no, there's more than meets the eye here. If you just take these films at face value, you're, I don't want to say people aren't quote getting it. Cause I think that's pretentious, but if you take some time with the art, I think that you'll see that there is a lot there and yeah, seeing the special features. So yeah, absolutely. Like buying, buying the work and seeing exactly what happened beyond what you're watching is really important. It made me question a lot of things where I'm just like, hey, is this real? What the fuck? You know, which I think is fantastic. And it's haunting. And it's so much of it is based on reality, or at least these like characters that really is just portraying what happens, unfortunately, to people in real life back at us. Very dark, very like lurid, provocative stuff that so many people don't want to know about. They don't want to see because these are not easy watches. None of this is. No. But guess what? All of this stuff happens to real women and has happened to these real women. Like there's stuff that's real in this that is important to talk about and to witness. So mm -hmm. 
Yes, I, I am a fan. And this has helped me so much to feel better about my fandom. So any final thoughts on Lucifer Valentine, the allegations, this massive controversy that is just seemingly hip right at this moment. It's like kind of, you know how it goes, it kind of like starts spreading and then new people are like, oh my God, I didn't know about this, which is kind of me, you know? And then it kind of spins from there, right? I fucking retweeted it and other people retweet it. And it's like this whole thing, right? It's been retweeted on fucking Twitter, this massive thread like 300 times by now. And it's like, now I feel like slightly part of the problem, but I'm glad to have this platform that we can have this conversation. And I've made these connections with important, wonderful people to have honest, open conversations, which you, like I said, you are not going to get this on Twitter. You are not going to get this anywhere on the internet. So I hope folks like learn from this and gives them something to think about because I'm never going to stop fucking thinking about this. Yeah, that's kind of my final thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I guess my first first of my final thoughts um, <laughs> would be um, if you are one of these people who decides to make a YouTube or a Twitter thread or like a blog post or a Reddit thing, you know, whatever. First, really, really ask yourself, yep, am I right. doing this? to be clickbait am i doing this to elevate my own brand to get my likes you know to get my face out there is that really my motivation do i actually know what the fuck i'm talking about do i know who the fuck i'm talking to because if you're unsure even slightly then maybe change your approach before you start presenting things as fact Because that's kind of like a shitty way to get more hits on your social media platforms by perpetuating things. I would encourage people to also consider the talent that is in his films and that they created these things several years ago and that a lot of them don't want to participate anymore. A lot of them have like jobs and families or just whatever reason don't want it exposed and they have a right to being anonymous Yep. And, you know, ask yourself, am I whipping people into a frenzy to the point where these people are going to get exposed? How can I approach asking these important questions in a way that does not threaten someone else's life? And keep asking, but have actual dialogue. That's like my final thought, like with people. Have yeah. real yeah. conversations, know who you're actually talking to. Yeah. And then yeah. accept maybe at the end of the day, maybe it really is just fake believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very yeah. convincing. And if you don't like it, move on. So I guess that's where I would be with it. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Jesse, for your time and your honesty, your candidness with me. I knew you'd be the perfect person <laughs> to talk about this with. And I know you'll probably be getting more messages and thoughts for me eventually, but I think we can put this at this point in time, this whole thing to rest for now. So Jesse, where can people find you at since we're talking about social media (laughs) or where, you know, where can people find you? If you know, they have, they want to talk to you about stuff that they have questions like real, real life, like sincere, authentic questions and inquiries. Totally. Um, yeah, my door is always open for respectful conversations. I won't indulge in somebody just like coming at me like a spaz, but like, yep. you know, and I also won't give away real names. So those yep. are my two like, boundaries, you know, that I, I will set for, yep. for the situation. But people can find me both on Instagram and Twitter under 
forever. <laughs> and um, those are currently my two main public like accounts that, that I will like entertain like messages. Yeah, like I said, I, I am an open book. At the end of the day, these aren't my films that people are talking about. Tell you what I know, you know, and yeah. subject to grow as I learn new information. Excellent. Thank you so much. So folks, that ends the latest, this newest episode of Shock Talk. This was an uncomfortable yet very, very important discussion to have today. And I'm glad that we sat down to finally do this. The postponed episode of Disturbing Films for a Curious Mind 3 will be out in September. I will see you all again soon to talk about more subversive and scandalous extreme horror. But until then, get the hell out of my dungeon. (laughs) 